0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Casual Cognition. We've got a fine Hank and Nate episode for you today, although the uh, the sound quality is going to be a little off. I was uh, forced to record this one while I was out and about, so... Um, I basically recorded it on a headphone microphone, but it's not gonna be, uh, it's not gonna be too bad. You can still understand what I'm saying. And Hank always, um, as always, has his magnanimous voice coming through a fine microphone. So stick with us. But I think you'll enjoy the conversation. We uh, start off with this beautiful poem that Hank found. And uh, we discuss the, the content of this uh, short but powerful poem, and uh, and and it uh, use it as a jumping off point into a conversation about um, our society, our priorities in our lives, and uh, just kind of uh, kind of just general comments on what we value as a, as a species. So you're gonna love it. Thanks for listening, we love you, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. There we are. Oh, and you've got that nice, fine microphone sound quality. Oh, yeah. Unlike me, who's sitting out
1: here working in the wilds. Yes, uh, well extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures don't they
0: yeah um just uh just as a heads up folks hank and i have been very busy with our uh personal life circumstances so we've been a little behind on the podcast but still trying to keep it up and we still love doing this obviously so it'll it'll get back to uh previous quality standards but Right now, we got to pull some stopgap maneuver shit to uh, to keep things rolling. Yes,
1: I think it's just us doing this thing here. Yeah, I think it's I think it's okay to every once in a while put out a slightly less than our normal premium (laughs) quality podcast that we bring to all of you for free. I think so. Uh, We're trying our best out here. Life is fucking complicated and. (laughs) There's so much shit to do and keep track of and develop. So we're, we're doing our best, and we, uh, we appreciate y'all's patience with us as we continue to learn and grow together. Yes. If you hear any,
0: um, any strange sounds from my end, it's because I am literally working with like a hammer and shit so i'm gonna try and keep the uh keep the superfluous sounds to a minimum but if you hear something in the background that's just nate the construction man trying to stealth construction his way through this uh, podcast recording while i'm doing some uh
1: some mindless little tasks yeah well we'll we'll keep this one relatively short um Due to the circumstances, but we thought it would be fun to just give this a go. And um, yeah, this is only I,
0: second part of these we've done, right?
1: Yeah, we tried it once before, and I think that worked out pretty yeah, well. Fun. We didn't get a, an overwhelming amount of emails from people complaining about how annoying it was. So uh, I haven't gotten a single
0: hate mail yet. That's <laughs> my most thing about this podcast experience. Nobody's has yet to um, insult me or bitch at me or call me a liar or anything like that. And yet I get on Twitter for like three days and I've already got a slew of those.
1: Oh yeah, speaking of which, we need your help to get canceled and get hate mail. Please (laughs) share this episode with somebody who you think will detest it.
0: (laughs) It's bad publicity, okay? (laughs) But um, anyways, um, hey, you had something that you wanted to jump off with. Yes. And, uh, so, I've got some, some other stuff. So why don't you give it a go first? Because I think yours will lead into mine.
1: Yes. So uh, I recently read through one of Khalil Gibran's books. I mean, I it's it's kind of a collection of poems. I would say he's a very well-known author of The Prophet. That's probably his most famous work. And I, I love this this dude. He, he's got some serious, um, he's a poet, philosopher, and artist uh, from Lebanon what a combo yeah such a such a fucking cool combo and and it all really although
0: i will say that those three things i would all kind of consider to be a type of art
1: yeah well philosophy i think if it's done well it's an art but yeah (laughs) the expression of philosophy is an art form yeah and i and i guess you know when they say artist um you know he he does visual artist yeah he does the illustrations in his various works uh which are really cool but but i i read through this thing and it was just full of so many gems like i i literally i thought like dude we could start a podcast with one of these just go through the entire fucking thing you know but like we'll just (laughs) We'll just do this one, uh, and see see what we think and see how it goes. I wanted to just read one of these for for everyone, including you, because I don't think you've uh, you've come across this this poem. No, I, I never I, heard. I just, of I just I think it's
0: guy, but I I've no, I didn't know what he would.
1: Yeah, so. I just think it's a wonderful poem, and I think it'll it'll uh, provide us with some fuel to uh, to kind of jump off from. So, this poem is called "The Madman." The Madman. It was in the garden of a madhouse that I met a youth with a face pale and lovely and full of wonder, and I sat beside him upon the bench. And I said, why are you here? And he looked at me in astonishment. And he said, it is an unseemly question, yet I will answer you. My father would make of me a reproduction of himself. So also would my uncle. My mother would have me the image of her illustrious father my sister would hold up her seafaring husband as the perfect example for me to follow. My brother thinks I should be like him, a fine athlete. And my teachers also, the doctor of philosophy and the music master and the logician, they too were determined, and each would have me but a reflection of his own face in a mirror. Therefore, I came to this place. I find it more sane here. At least I can be myself. Then of a sudden he turned to me and he said, but tell me, were you also driven to this place by education and good counsel? And I answered, no, I'm a visitor. And he said, oh. You are one of those who live in the madhouse on the other side of the wall. Mm.
0: That's how the poem ends.
1: That's it. Short and sweet.
0: Short and uh, provocative. Yes. So, first of all, first impressions. Um, definitely hits close to home Mm. as somebody who has been pressured my entire life by my family members to be like them or be um either be like them or more often i would say they want me to be the person that they wish they were right i think that that's even more common um, the whole living vicariously kind of thing, like, right? I can never pursue my dreams,
1: but they could. But you can pursue my dreams. You can <laughs> pursue my dreams, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna
0: make you make you the person that's capable of doing it. Yeah, it'll make you so happy if you fulfill my dreams.
1: Yeah, classic.
0: Yeah, so that definitely hits close to home um now the uh the interesting part that i think is worth uh worth some exploration as to the meaning is the end mm. and uh you know you've kind of um you know the the person the 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 first person character in the poem kind of asked the guy like well didn't you come here out of good counsel
1: and education or something and the guy answers no so so just to just to clear it up real quick so so the first person in the poem is the person who's visiting the madhouse so yeah. We'll call the madman the second person, and the yeah. madman, quote unquote, is is the one who asks the visitor. But tell me, were you also driven to this place by education and good counsel? Ah, so that's okay, okay. that's kind of a funny, you know, it's it's a very like sarcastic remark, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't actually catch that part. I thought that that was the person asked, like the the first person asking the the madman that
1: right it's i think it's a little bit easier to track when you're like reading it yourself versus listening to it um but yeah exactly so so the quote-unquote madman is asking the visitor if he was also driven there by education and good counsel Mm. uh to which he replies (laughs) no i am a visitor and then you get the final line there oh you are one of those who live in the madhouse on the other side of the wall.
0: Yeah. So he's basically saying, like, oh, like you're still you're you're the same as me. You just live in a different location, but yeah. you're still in the crazy house, and you're no different than me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I resonated with with this a lot, man. Like, I, I thought it was it was just it's such a spot on representation of how like we we live in we live in a society where well on one hand especially in the west we we live in a very individualistic society right but at the same time people are just like projecting you know what they think they should be onto other people in in a, in some, some kind of way. Right. And, yeah, and, you know, I, I, I thought it was really, you know, one, one of the parts of the poem that I, that kind of struck me was, you know, so after he kind of goes on this, uh, exposition, he, he names all of these different people that are, um, that want him to be just a reflection of them, right? They don't want him to be an individual. They want him to be, his father would make of him a reproduction of himself and his uncle and his mother is, uh, and, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but, and his mother is projecting the image of her father onto him, right? Mm -hmm. And her sister is projecting uh, her husband on, as the perfect example and, and so on and so on Basically, right everybody's got their own idea of who he should be
0: based around the people they already know
1: yeah and and who they are right so the <laughs> the philosopher and the music master and the logician they all thought they he should be like them right and then yeah. he and then it comes to this therefore i came to this place i find it more sane here at least i can be myself right so the only fucking place where people can really be themselves are in the madhouse, <laughs> right? Well, this is actually
0: something that Alan Watts talks about a lot, um, where he, he describes a lot of like people in the East who, if, if they were just to be transplanted or just born the way that they are into the West, they'd either be institutionalized or could be considered like developmentally disabled or something like that. And people would pretty much try to like beat it out of them. And yeah. maybe, you know, maybe in a compassionate way, but they're going to try to like mitigate whatever perceived issue they have going on. And this isn't to like downplay the difficulties of something like down syndrome or autism or something like that. Um, Cause this isn't really what they're talking about. They're talking about people who are, like, a little off their rocker, you know, a little bonkers. Um, and in, in the East, the, uh, apparently, according... Now, I've never experienced this. I'm parroting reports from other people. Um, and, and this is also, you know, a little bit different in, like, industrialized Mumbai... Then it would be in like a rural uh, Hindu village in the in, in the mountains of uh of India, or something like that. Um, and that's more of what Alan Watts here is referring to. He's not talking about the uh, more modern industrialized version. Um, but he he kind of describes it as that like these people who consider to be crazy, they would consider to be like in touch with the the sort of spirit world. Right. Or like the the true reality. And because they're like not tied in with the material world like we are, they just, they seem like they're completely out of their minds.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like you kind of get this sense that they have this idea or, or perhaps even understanding that, uh, you know, people that we would consider to be maybe like schizophrenic or something are actually, they're just like, they don't have the same filters that we do, right? Where we, we create, we put up these, these filters so that we can, you know, individuate and kind of have, create this crystallized ego and like sense of, you know, coherent sense of self whereas these people are just like fucking plugged in directly to the collective unconscious right and they're just like manifesting all of these different um thought forms that are just existing in the ether right so they don't they don't seem like a coherent ego right and and like here in the west that freaks people out yeah i actually uh, think it's um
0: pretty well depicted Um, by some of the shaman archetypes. Um, You know, the the shamans in Western media, like a a Rafiki from Lion King.
1: You know, if if you look at how
0: his character acts, you're like, this guy's insane. He's dancing around. He's making weird noises. He's goofing on people. He's saying all this ambiguous kind of like cryptic stuff. He seems like he knows exactly what's going on. But he doesn't want to tell anybody because it seems like maybe he doesn't want to spoil the surprise or something. Right. But if you were to stick that, if you were to stick Rafiki into an office and uh, you know, give him a cubicle, people are going to think he's insane. Yeah. He's going to be breaking open coconuts on people's heads and shit. So that's kind of the, the, the trope that I think of when I think of this kind of person. And I think that that Ramdas was like that a lot too, and and Maharaji were too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know many, many, um, you know, I, I guess what we would call spiritual leaders or something, something like that, took on that same kind of um, role, and and you know, part of it is. You know, it it kind of reminds me like there's this element, this archetypal element of the trickster yeah. that's kind of embedded within uh, a lot of different. If we look at like shamanism, for example, and looking at shamans like that, that kind of role of of first of all, I mean, yeah, the 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 role of the trickster is actually to. Deflate egos, right? Like that's that is actually the utility of the trickster, and 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 one of the reasons why it's such a valuable uh, archetype. And and I think that that truly wise human humans are are able to uh, manifest the trickster when it's necessary, right? When they encounter people who are, uh, whose egos are a little too inflated, right? Then they'll pull out, pull out some, um, you know, they'll pull out some tricks from their sleeve, right? To kind of, um, yeah, shake things up a bit, right?
0: Yeah. And it takes a lot of skill to do that kind of thing. Um, you know, it's a little easier, um, to continue on with the Lion King metaphor here, or, or, or comparison here, it's a little easier when you're dealing with a Simba, you know, a child, or a young adult, somebody who's growing. in to pull that maneuver with somebody who's, like, 40.
1: Yeah, because they're, I mean, they're totally crystallized, right? <laughs> yeah, they're so there's, already
0: in their shit.
1: Yeah, there's, it's, it's less likely that they'll be able to take it in stride and, and be able to receive the that because it's actually a gift you know even though it's painful and triggering and like can be really difficult when when somebody does that to you like it's it's actually a gift uh which uh obviously doesn't feel like that if you're completely identified with your your ego right if you're getting embarrassed by somebody
0: but i think that somebody who's skilled in this kind of thing does it in a loving way that doesn't make you feel
1: bad? Well, yeah, I mean, somebody who's skilled, I kind of agree with you, but at the at the same time, it's also you can't ever really control how somebody will react, even if you do something in the most loving possible way. Like some people are just going to fucking freak out. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, but But I know what you mean. Like there definitely is a way to do it that's yeah gra- like grounded in love and and respect and then it's then it can be a really then it can be really fun if if the people involved are able to kind of just roll with it and play with it um but but i did want to go back to kind of the so the end of the poem here right you kind of have this like aha moment so ah you're one of those who live in the madhouse on the other side of the wall. So I thought uh, we could, maybe we can explore a little bit. Like, so what, what ways in, in what ways do you think our society will stick, we'll stick to the West uh, because that's, that's where, I mean, our culture
0: has, has mostly transferred throughout the world as well.
1: Yeah, but we'll we'll stick we'll stick there for now like just so we're not, you know, over generalizing things here, but like so where where do you think we're just utterly mad in in our overarching societal and cultural constructs? Um dude,
0: there's so many places, but the first one that comes to mind for me that I think is is one of the most important is how we value our lives and what we consider to be like a successful version of a life. And the reason why I think it's completely bonkers is that like, like we all intuitively know that having a bunch of money doesn't bring you happiness and having a bunch of stuff doesn't bring you happiness. And even doing sort of the cliche stuff, like having a kid, like some parents, some parents are miserable out there. And so like, we have all these ideas of like, um, like, Oh, if, if I just do this, if I just follow this particular sort of, uh, formula for a happy life and I get there, I'll be happy. And it's, it's the idea that there is an objective way to live life that is good and proper and will make you happy. And just completely ignores the fact that we're all individuals and people will give lip service to the fact that we're individuals, but still follow the same general formula. You know, you go to college, you get a career, you get a spouse and some kids, get a house, uh, you know, put away for retirement and uh, stop working when you're 70, 65, maybe. And, uh, you know, enjoy your grandkids and do some traveling. And, you know, it may, it may differ a little bit from that, but I feel like we've done it for so long that it should just be completely obvious to people at this point that that's just not, not for everybody. And I don't think it's even for most people. I think there's only like a few people that that particular life path. Um, maybe I shouldn't say like, there's only a few people. It's a large minority of mm. people will be completely satisfied with that particular life path
1: well and and i think part of it too which you're which you're you're kind of getting at there is like it's it's just ridiculous the the granularity of that it's like it's way too unspecific right like (laughs) Like, those are sweeping, you you know, some of those things that you mentioned are, like, decades long of life. You know what I mean? It's like, and then you work for fucking 40 years, right? And it's like. Yeah, it's a tremendous gamble, really. Well, and, and also, it's, there's so much more to life like obviously work is a is a super important part of life right but it's also like there's no mention of like what kind of work you're doing like there's no there's no mention of like oh how about your like fucking obligation to work on something that you find meaningful right where there's no it's just like you just follow the beaten path right? and and again like you said like that works for a minority of people and like for j- just one super obvious example for of people where that doesn't work are uh people who are uh who are creative people who are high in openness like like it's a fucking yeah. psychological trait right like like it's not just like like, this is a, a part of their temperament, right? Yeah. Like, they, th- these kind of people are not going to do well just going and fucking going to their cubicle job or whatever and just doing the same shit every single day, right? But then, like, there are a minority of people that will thrive doing that. Yeah. Right. And like, but they'll be those people too. Yeah. And, and there's and nothing the wrong cons- with doing that, right?
0: Have to have people who are down to do menial job or not, not even menial, tedious is more of the word I would use. Like we can pay menial workers better and and you know a menial job as I've said many times in this podcast the, like for example that I've had picking up my favorite job ever is fantastic, super satisfying, but that doesn't pay shit, so it's the tedious higher paying jobs that I think so many people are required to do these days um if they want to progress in a in an economic way, which is um you know what's perceived to be the right way to go to be happier
1: and and i guess it's also i do also want to point out like there is also this weird obsession with like being happy right and and i find yes. it interesting because like happiness is not a sustainable condition happiness mm-hmm. is like a fleeting emotion that requires the existence of unhappiness to feel right so like and of course i I know that people when they say that like they more they mean maybe contentment or satisfaction or something like that right but but like i do think that it is really important that we get our our language around this stuff straight right like again it goes back to this problem of like the the granularity and the specificity is just not there at all it's so vague and it's so It's just this like sweeping, just like, oh yeah, just like do, just like do what everyone else does, right? Uh, And, but I don't know, I it does maybe, I don't know, I wonder, you know, because I think a lot of people in our generation have completely like maybe for them it probably sounds like we're beating a dead horse right like i feel like for a lot of people in our generation they have come to this same conclusion right like it's it's kind of like that i think many of us have have woken up to that uh that lie at least for the ones where it is a lie like where it doesn't ring true for us right
0: yeah but also i think that that's part of the the simple fact that the younger generations are just more cynical because we've we've seen mm. we've seen the lies. I don't even want to call them lies because I bet you our parents' generations and the generations before that. I bet you they believed that things were just going to keep on getting better and everything like it can't go down from here. It's only going to keep going up. It has in my lifetime, and then you know things are all fucked up with their kids, and then they you know a, a lot of a lot of older people in that generation they blame the kids. They say no I, can't, I whenever I was your age, I worked my way through college, You're completely right. ignoring the impossibility of doing what they did in modern day because it's painful. and I've talked about this before on here it's just it's very painful for a parent to accept the fact that their their kids are going to have a harder time than they did and the only the only way i think to prevent that in the modern day is to have so much fucking money that you spoil the kid and then you're there they're gonna end up you don't even really avoid it you that just does not avoid it. it you just delay it because they'll have an easier time when they're younger and it'll all catch up to them when they're a little older
1: yeah i mean so, i think i think as we can you know they they're let's let's be Let's be real. There are many, many dimensions along which things are getting remarkably better. And it's miraculous in some sense when you look at some of the data on on this stuff. But at the same time, I think net wise, it's not. So, yeah, that's the thing is like, so we've gotten to the point where it's like, wow, look at our standard of living. It's like we're fucking living like like kings and queens could only fucking dream of you know uh, hundreds of years ago and like wow look how look at all these marvels of technology and like and like all that is true but then there's also yeah but we're also the most sick physically and mentally like civilization that has ever fucking existed on the planet And, I mean, what else do you have to say other than that, right? Like, so, yeah, things have have gotten better across many different dimensions, poverty and all this stuff. (laughs) Um, That's a big one right there.
0: Economics have, the the economic situation of younger people has actually gone way down since our parents and grandparents uh, uh, generations.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm talking the, more, more on a longer scale 19, here. In the
0: 1950s, in the United States, I mean, people were buying houses on a factory salary for and, and supporting a wife and two or three kids had a couple of cars, a house that was paid off, and they were going to get a pension. So like, and that's why I say in our generation, it's actually things are a lot worse. And you know, I, I, you can you can talk about the technological advances and stuff, but I, as far as like quality of living goes, I don't think that I have a better quality of living as somebody who struggles to pay for a one-bedroom apartment, working full time as a man in a management position, than somebody who is working at an easier job, a union job lower level job that required less education less learning less skill and that they were getting paid far more than me their cost of living was far less than me and they got to retire with a pension i don't see any way shape or form where that situation is worse than mine right now even though i've got uh, an iphone and netflix
1: yeah i mean i think we're we're uh we're kind of talking about different things here, right? No, I'm not because... arguing
0: with you. I'm just pointing out something that I think is very important to understand about the progress over the past 50 to a
1: hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally feel you. I just, I'm just like, uh, you know, recognizing that these are kind of two different, um, pathways that we could explore. Right. Because on what, you know, with this, what you're talking about, this kind of like, generational or
0: regional thing in America, you know, it's probably different from somebody who's in China or India.
1: Yeah. And yeah. So like, I was, you know, I was referring to the fact that like, well, just as an example, you know, somebody in America, even, uh, you know, in the late 1800s, the average person was living on less than a dollar a day. Right. Which is just like, that's abject poverty by today's standards. Right. And like, uh, I mean, not really,
0: That that that's such a, that's a very misleading thing in my opinion, because one, it's not a dollar a day in today's standards. Inflation has been insanely uh, high since that period. And so like a dollar a day, like you look at wage changes over the years, you know, it did get better. After the Great Depression and sort of during the, the New Deal,
1: I mean, I think this is, I think this this may be considering taking inflation into account. I do not think that
0: Americans were living on a dollar in the eighteen hundreds. I could be wrong, but I'm like pretty sure that that's not the case. But here, keep on going. I'll, I'll look it up real quick look up what the average income adjusted for inflation was in uh, you know 1856 or something but keep going
1: um i mean yeah so as i was saying like these are these are kind of two separate things that we're talking about right like i'm yeah, sure. i'm talking about the this like yeah we have this this measure of wealth which is again like it's something that we measure strictly in monetary uh terms obviously but like to me it's like is that really obvious though like is that actual is that wealth right and 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 across a lot of other dimensions like shit's been getting way better too when we talk about infant mortality and when we talk about you know like people people aren't fucking dying from sepsis and like dysentery and shit anymore you know like it's there's definitely a lot of things that have gotten much better but then as i mentioned like when we look at the mental health crisis and when when we see that uh you know basically 30 basically one in three people in the west and even more in the states are are overweight or obese uh and that's just one of many many different like serious health uh issues that that we're facing physical and mental health there's never been higher rates of depression and suicide and all this stuff. So it's like, um, what's, what's that about? Right. And, and I think it kind of points to this coming back to the poem, like we're living in a fucking madhouse, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Um, and I'm not that, I'm not. I, I'm not talking about Denmark specifically. That's just a. I think that's Shakespeare. I mean, yeah, you you get the idea. Like something. <laughs> You're living
0: in Denmark. <laughs> you should be talking to your new country already. Wow. Wow. <laughs> way. Way to be a real fucking traitor to your to your now nation.
1: I mean, just... to be to be fair, like Explorable. I think Denmark is actually. They're doing pretty good all things I all was, things considered good
0: things about i mean you lived in sweden and denmark I, hear, I always hear some pretty darn good things about those two countries so
1: well it's also that's another that's another uh, <laughs> that's another conversation altogether because <laughs> there has been some it's been funny to see people especially like progressives using sweden as this this icon of the perfect fucking country. And it's like, this is why socialism is the perfect thing that everybody
0: that much, but
1: well, it's not as much in recent years, but like I, yeah, I was seeing a lot of, a lot of stuff like that over the years, especially when I was like in college, like around, yeah, maybe, maybe five years ago or something. There was a lot of that kind of stuff. And it's, um it's like dude everybody's got problems, you know? It's yeah. it's not it's not fucking sunshine and rainbows over there. Like there oh, yeah. there are things that work well and there are like really serious issues that that people are trying to figure out at the same time, right? So um By the way, I did look up those uh those numbers.
0: They're lower than I thought, higher than you thought. Uh, it's about, I'd say, it's about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year, depending on occupation. So, you know, if you're a farm hand, probably going to be a little lower. Um, yeah. Back in like, yeah. So you're 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 you're
1: definitely a lot poorer in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that that's. I mean, yeah, of course. The. I mean, it's it's good to get the get the facts straight but like this the, yeah it's that's that's idea. the general idea it's right it's an idea
0: because I, I always i hear about that kind of shit all the time where people are like oh you realize that people are living on 18 cents a day in this other country it's like well that 18 cents a day is like like half of that is is their fucking rent for their hovel <laughs> it's like it's yeah like, but then also they're living
1: in a <laughs> hovel right yeah they're living in a hovel but
0: people people in america and people in first world countries have a hard time understanding the sort of uh the difference between living on a a, a dollar or a few what what is it over there um you know uh, uh, uh denmark diddles or uh um it's i don't know mal- what kind of funny money bucks. Is. <laughs> yeah, your money's like red and orange and shit <laughs> <It's> <laughs> how you doing yeah no i'm on the phone here but uh yeah I'll, I'll i'll come in uh and chat with you in just a bit about all this stuff i'm just getting all this crap ready but yeah whatever let uh you go buddy no <laughs> no nah, nah, it's cool i got a little bit more time um but yeah um mm. I, don't, I don't know what kind of what kind of fake fake money y'all are working with over there but uh you know, it's not like these people are living on... Um, I can't even use the the monetary, the number equivalent for your money, but, you know, a dollar a day always sounds so dire when you're in America, because it's like, you couldn't even buy a fucking... You literally couldn't buy anything. Like, can't buy a candy bar here for a
1: dollar a day. Yeah, and I mean, well, there, there are definitely many human beings uh, that aren't getting paid at all right like there's yeah. there's, mm-hmm. there's um yeah there's some serious um, uh, serious unequal distribution of resources on this planet and it's uh it's pretty painful to see the kind of conditions that uh many humans are living in today especially like when there's there's plenty for for everyone and but i but i do think it's also interesting to kind of explore how like you know if you're a hunter-gatherer like you don't need money right yeah yeah it it, it
0: kind of it's one of those we live in a society things
1: yes but also like now we've come to the point where you can't really be a hunter-gatherer yeah that's what i'm saying like like you, you you can't
0: Where in the modern society, you can't really get out of it if you were born into it. You kind of got to have money. I mean, some people can. Some people do. It's a rare thing, and they're few and far between. So, like, the general populace, we've got to figure out how to make some money and how to live. Which sucks, but it's just the reality of the situation we have to deal with.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the there's always going to be part of that that sucks. Right. But like, we got to fucking make the best of it that we can. And, and I think, you know, it's it's very few people that have the luxury of working with somebody with something that truly makes them feel happy on a regular basis. Right. But, but I do think that what we can do is, is strive to work with something that we find meaningful right and yeah. like that's something that we do with this podcast like we think that this is a worthwhile endeavor and it's worth putting all these hours these countless hours into recording and putting together and and building even though we're not getting paid at all right like this is this is a labor of love yeah uh and and yeah it's fucking hard uh, sometimes it for I, it feels surprisingly easy much of the time. Like right now, you know, when we're when we're just in our element and we're just fucking recording a conversation. The that's part. the easy part, right? And then there's all this other shit that goes along with it that's difficult, but but it's worth it, right? Because because we're on a mission to create. The universe's most powerful mind link. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would say that more than anything else, we're on a mission to spread joy to the world, and uh, and um, become become uh, um, facilitators of connection and community.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and another you know wh- another thing that I've been thinking about with this which I think would be so much fun and so fascinating the reason why I bring up this, this idea of the mind link is like, as we grow, like I would love to bring people together and tackle some of the issues that we, that we've talked about on the podcast and that we see in the world because like, yeah, we can't solve this shit by ourselves right but like there's the the sheer amount of distributed cognition even just in in the audience that we have already is vast and like what we could accomplish if we put our uh hearts and minds together is just it's it's un- like i you know we have no idea what we could what we could accomplish right absolutely and- And that's something that I'm, that I'm really excited for as we move forward is like gearing ourselves towards, um, making a difference. Right. And, and we start with ourselves as, as individuals, and then we come together as a community and see, see what we can do to make things a little bit better, you know? Yeah, man.
0: Now, before I got to get going here, I wanted to, because we went on off on, on quite a rant be- from my answer to your original question, but I want to ask you the same question. How do you think we're living in the madhouse? Oh, man. Because <sighs> <laughs> I, I totally forgot until a minute or so ago that that was uh, that was where that whole economic rant came from. So, yeah. That was my first thought of our priorities being in the wrong place, as far as our happiness and contentment goes. Um, yeah, or you think we're living in the madhouse?
1: Oh man, again, it's 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 the the difficulty of choosing one thing because I also feel that there are many aspects to a whole podcast series on this shit. Yeah, we could we could do a whole fucking pod just a full pod just a podcast (laughs) of the madhouse. I mean it's it's pretty terrifying actually, but but I think just to go with the first the first thing that comes to mind, I suppose. That's what I do. I I think yeah, the, the first thing that comes to mind for me is is That it seems to me that we're living in a society where nobody is taking responsibility for the state of affairs. Everybody uh, seems to be... um, of a victim of circumstance. And, and I, I see that many of us are relieving ourselves of our burden of taking responsibility and just like looking to these outside sources to make the decisions and to tell them what is and isn't true, to tell them what to think, to tell them who to be, to tell them how to live and and i th- and i think that the only fucking person who can know how we need to live and how we need to act and how we need to think is ourselves and I, and i think that that's kind of uh one of the roots of this in in, this insane suffering that that we're all that we're experiencing is that people are um they're projecting their own power and their own responsibility onto other people and then feeling feeling sorry for themselves because their life isn't going the way that it feels like it should or I, I don't know it's maybe this is this is kind of roughly formulated but
0: um i mean it's pretty pretty textbook individualism which um i think that, that that's pretty consistent with with your with your beliefs on things now i i would like to clarify for you because i think i know you well enough to clarify this point for you you are an individualist to a degree, whenever it comes to like somebody's attitude and approach to their own actions, um, I think that you are a unique thinker in this way because most individualists don't put a whole lot of stock in community, whereas I think that mm. you are very positive towards community and towards a localized collectivism. Definitely, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and so that is, um, that's where, you know, it gets a little, a little tricky with the, like the political sphere these days of of sometimes trying to, to nail down somebody's philosophies on things. But yeah, if if I were to describe you, I would would describe you as, as kind of a, this strange hybrid, uh, strange to other people, because you and I have talked about it so much, it makes sense to me. But this, um, this uh, shall I say, unusual hybrid between individualism and collectivism.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's that's well well said, and and I'm glad that you bring that up because, as we've talked about before, like we we don't exist in a vacuum. We no are
0: self made man.
1: Yeah, or you can't. Yeah, like we we are. I mean i i consider human being like i consider individuals to be uh you know basically cells in an organism like we're, we're all we're all connected uh not only to to other all of the other human beings but we're connected in very deep ways to our environment and other organisms on this planet and, and go, you know, reaching all the way back and back to the fucking big bang. Right. Like that's, that's all of us. Right. And, and so like, I'm glad that you bring that up because, but, but again, like we have to, as individuals, like we, we need to be active participants in the community right we can't just like sit there and feel sorry for ourselves and and hope that some community of amazing people will come and rescue us right like we need to be beaming this shit out and finding you need to be trying to create that awesome community exactly and that, and that's what i mean that's what we're trying to do right yeah. like that's
0: and but uh, so that's i would say that your individualism is more of a practical thing whereas a lot of people's individualism that i have a problem with tends to be a little bit more on the philosophical side Mm. where it's like oh no the way that society should work is that everybody should be out for themselves and should be working towards their own goals and then competition and free markets and stuff will just naturally rise the cream to the top and other people will you know the rising tide brings up all boats and all that shit Whereas, you know, that's a philosophical kind of economic or political view of individualism. Whereas with you, I think that you have a much more practical version of it that's based around like, like, okay, you're in tough circumstances. That sucks. I'm sorry. We should, as a society, try to improve the, the yes. things that led to those circumstances. Yes. But you've
1: got the hand you're dealt. Yep. So what do you do now? Exactly. That's exactly, that's exactly spot on, right? We got to, we, both things are true, right? Like th- we're not, this isn't a fucking, bl- this isn't a black and white thing, right? Like it's both things like, yes, there are systemic issues. There are cultural issues that we need to address 100%. We can all agree. I mean, I think pretty much everybody can agree with that. Any sane human being can agree with that. But then again, like, yeah. We just can't
0: agree on which ones they are and what we should do about them. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's the issue, right? But like, so yeah, we can agree on that. But to just sit there and like focus on all of this really complicated and difficult problems rather than focusing the energy that we have on on what we can change which is our own actions and our own beliefs and our own like i i kind of view it as this like so the individual like as individuals we we each are kind of these loci of of consciousness right and like that's that is this place of like limitless potential right and then we have these kind of concentric circles of influence right so and and i think that the most powerful way to affect these wider circles of influence is starting with the individual right and then it and then it radiates outward through friends and family and the community and the country and the you know like radiating outwards rather than like oh yeah my life is in shambles but i'm going to go out on the street and like protest because putin is invading ukraine and like he's a dick and it's like yeah i mean of course he's a fucking dick right but like if 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 i'm sleeping out on the streets like is that gonna do i mean that, if you're sleeping that... out on the
0: streets you might as
1: well go to the protest <laughs> <laughs> right right like i mean it's, if it's not going your... be a
0: bad example because it doesn't really <laughs> cost you much but i actually think the better example is people who This drives me fucking nuts. People who get pissed about politics, and they don't fucking vote, and they don't donate. It's like you're not actually doing anything, but you're, like, yelling at people and getting mad over, like, Twitter and shit. Yeah. But you're not actually doing the thing that you can do. One of the few things that you could actually do to make a difference— You're not doing, and you make up all sorts of excuses. Oh, voting is bullshit. They're just going to fucking gerrymander my shit, man. (laughs) It's like, well, guess what? If all you dumb fucks actually voted, the gerrymandering wouldn't matter. They gerrymander to knock off the margins so that shitheads like you will create the gap (laughs) they need to win. It's like, I it drives me crazy when people will bitch about politics. And the things they can actually do, which are the, I think the main two things, if you want to actually make a difference in politics and you're in a democratic country, obviously you fucking vote and you fucking donate to campaigns that you support or causes that you support. Those are the two main ways you can actually make a difference. Yelling on Twitter doesn't do shit.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. No, and and, I, and again, again, like, I it, still it, do it. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's cathartic. It's cathartic. It. Okay. Uh, man,
0: but I also vote and donate, so I, I'm allowed to say that I still, I'm allowed to still bitch.
1: Yeah, I'm still now following can, my own advice. Yeah, you can you can be on your high horse about this because because yeah. at least you're not a hypocrite, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not hypocritical on this one. <laughs> at least on this particular subject. Yeah, on this one, you're we'll we'll give you a pass. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm a hypocrite on other subjects,
1: and and of course, like, and I I, I do also want to bring up like. You know, there, there's a gray area here too. Like, I'm not suggesting that you need to fucking become enlightened before you give a shit about anything else, right? Like, yeah. But I do think that you know. So here's the main the main point, right? Like, everything that we do, like the the way. Hmm. How, how do I put this? Our mindset, our our consciousness permeates It's like the substrate, you know, through which all of our actions occur, right? And if I'm if I'm trying to make my community a better place, but I haven't taken care of my own needs, and I'm just being a fucking dick to everyone while I'm cleaning up trash because I'm going to make my, the community better. Like that's, that's, it may be, it might be doing more harm than you. You're putting
0: the cart before the horse there.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so that's just like, that's, and and again, like, uh, so as you, as you kind of mentioned, like it's, it is this kind of hybrid way of thinking it's, it's yeah. you it's gotta balanced. have a nuanced approach to it right it's not a nuanced. fucking black and white thing yeah 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 and i appreciate the, that you that you see that but it, it has taken a lot of fucking talking for us to uh
0: <laughs> well to, it, that's important and that's actually i i actually think it's a really good idea for us to bring this kind of stuff onto the podcast because you know you and i have had a lot of this kind of discussion but man Not a lot, a lot of other people have not. Right. And I think that's one of the big issues is that like, you know, I don't think that any, any reasonable person of any stripe is going to listen to you and I talk for like hours at a time and think like, that guy's a fucking piece of shit (laughs) the way that he thinks, because we can explain like, this is what I believe. And this is why I believe it. I don't think that people are having those talks with With people who are who disagree with them and who they can they can have disagreements with while still like loving and caring about more than the argument, yeah, and so like i I think it's 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 important to for people to understand the nuances in these different kinds of uh, kinds of belief systems, especially since it's so confusing i mean the the world that we live in today, you know, you mentioned earlier about how so many people are willing to just sort of outsource their views on reality to some, to the person they think is the the best interpreter of it. Right. And I think that that's one of the most dangerous things that that happens. And I do it too. Everybody does it. I don't oh, think yeah, you can really course. get away with learning in today's society without doing that. Mm. But the problem is is that most of the time most people have like three
1: <laughs> right. You know,
0: If you've got a a couple of dozen and some of them are not in agreement with each other and, you know, you are well read and have a lot of these different types of people that you respect and parrot, then that's fine. But if you've got two or three people who you think are the guys or the gals. And
1: and, they're all saying
0: the same thing. and Yeah, usually they're all saying the same thing. Then then you're in trouble because suddenly that you've turned into. A sheep. You are the sheeple now. And you know, what I find is really funny is the people who seem to be the most accusatory of calling other people ignorant or sheep or open your eyes, wake up to the reality. Of the fucking world you're living in. You know, you look at it. They're into like, like the same sort of thing. they're into like two or three different reactionary types.
1: Yeah. I mean, those are the. piled
0: them up and freaked them out.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are the radical, the radical left and the the alt right, right? Like those, those yeah. are the those are the people on the on the fringes, not, right?
0: Not just political, you know. It's same same thing with religions, and same thing with um, honestly with tons of different stuff. You can even, this even happens with sports. It's just fundamentalism and tribalism. Mm. My guy's right. Your guy is the devil.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um. That's that's why we're living in the madhouse, man.
0: <laughs> we're living in the madhouse. Earth is the madhouse. <laughs> oh, I think with that one, I gotta hop off of here and get back to work, buddy. <laughs> I've been sitting in my truck for the past twenty minutes.
1: <laughs> but uh. Well, thanks for uh, giving us some slightly better audio quality for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners will be very, very pleased at that. Although it you, didn't didn't sound so bad. I don't
0: think I tried to cover it up in the wind and shit. Tried to not do anything too loud. Hopefully, it wasn't too terrible for you listeners. Um, yeah, let yeah, us I, know. I, also, I didn't want to be distracted by a homeowner as well. Um, this particular lady likes to
1: ask me questions. So, so let me just. Uh, I'm just going to pose a quick question to our lovely listeners. Uh, I think it's, it's only fitting since we both asked each other this, what, why do you think we're living in the madhouse or are we? Uh, What's the, what's the, what's the most insane aspect of our overarching social and cultural uh, machinery? Let us know. You can hit us up, uh, Instagram, Twitter.
0: Did we open up the Discord yet? If
1: not uh, mails.
0: I forgot. I don't think we did that yet. Let me just go ahead and do that today. So if if y'all are interested in hopping on the Discord, um I'll go ahead and post a link when
1: I host this episode. Yeah, we, we can we can just start putting the the link to the Discord in in the yeah, show notes. So like then all you... of this stuff is in the show notes. You can go yeah. on there and find our our different links our and Twitter, stuff
0: instagram email discord um any of that stuff
1: so and i i've, I've been trying
0: to haven't been super great on the discord but i we've, we've been getting there on 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 everything trying to keep up with uh with all these different platforms as we said it's just the two of us we got a lot of shit going on in our regular lives so we're doing our best and we're gonna try to do even better so um give us uh, give us give us your thoughts on this we'd love to hear from you
1: Much love, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Love y'all. Thanks again.